Praise y'all for you all to join us today. Hallelujah. For our um, weekly Shabbat service. <clears throat> Pastor Battle, of course, you all know me. Mahalo Love Ministry. Hallelujah. This is this is uh this is part two. This is part two of uh, our lesson. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Part two of our lesson. Uh, Self-examination. Part two that we did just tell you all of how we need to examine ourselves. Uh, many of us do not examine ourselves. We do not um, keep ourselves in check to see, you know, to our lives. So how do we ask? So we're going to do part two of this lesson today. Self-examination. Now, the scripture that we're dealing with is from uh, Matthew 13, 20, 13 uh, 1 through 23, and 1 Corinthians uh, 1, 10 through, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 8. And we're dealing with, with self-examination. I think many of us need to um, see uh, who we are. Uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew's gospel uh, is dealing with the soil and the seed of how... Um, Yeshua is talking about uh, three different types of ground. Uh, wayside ground, thorny ground, and good ground. And so we need to figure out what kind of ground we are. That, that, that's our, um, our objective. Amen. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's to take a sober assessment of ourselves. Really look at ourselves. Really to see you know, where we are. Who we are. How we act. How we carry ourselves. So let's, let's, let's start off with a word of prayer. And then we'll, we'll continue. Uh, the objective. Yahweh, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for being awesome. Thank you for Yah for being good to us, being our strength. Yah, we pray that as we come before your presence today, teach this lesson that you will help all of us to examine ourselves, to look at ourselves, to take on the responsibility of changing the things that we need to change with the help of your rule, Hakodesh, to see what kind of ground we are to accept that. And if we are not the good ground that you require for us to be, then help us to be there. Help us to receive your word today, Yah, with understanding, to live it out, to grow in our trust. For your word says that trust, faith comes from hearing and hearing from your word. So help us, Yah, to grow in our trust, to grow in this, to walk in obedience to what you said, to live according to your purpose and not our own uh, desires, but live according to your desires. So that we thank you and just glorify you, Yahushua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. So we're dealing with, uh, to, to, we're going to take a sober assessment of ourselves. And we need to, to decide what kind of ground we are. Are we the wayside ground? You know, those who hear the word but don't have an understanding. Are we the stony ground, those who fall away because of persecution or the deceitfulness of riches? Are we the good ground who receive the word and have an understanding? And we multiply and grow. Which ground are we? And how am I living uh, my life? How am I living? And, and, and is, my, is y'all pleased with our lifestyle? Is y'all pleased with the way you live your life? You know, the word says that it's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is death. So is your way that you live in your way or, or are you living y'all's way? You know, is he pleased with how you live? You know, are you walking a lifestyle of trust? You know, without trust, it's impossible to please y'all. He that comes to y'all, he must first believe. And he is a reward to those who diligently seek him. Hanoch, Enoch, he lived a life that pleased y'all. He was a lifestyle, he was an example of repentance for us to live. You know, so we do we walk by trust? Are we seeking y'all's kingdom, 
doing away with sinful things in our lives? Are, are we being presumptuous and living living contrary to what Yah says? As the man in, in Numbers 15, there was gathering the wood or the sticks on the Shabbat. How Yah had already spoke to Moshe and said that someone sins uh, uh, inadvertently or, or out of ignorance, that when their sin is made known to them, that they can you know, come and, 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 and turn and bring a sacrifice and how Yah will forgive them. But those who act presumptuously, that their, their, their sins will be upon their own heads. You know, they'll be cut off from Yahshua. You know, which one are you? Which, which, which one are we? You know, uh, 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 and then if we know that we're not living right, if we're not living the way that Yah desires for us to live, you know, um, uh, are we willing to change the unpleasant ways of our life to please Yah? You know, are we willing to do that? Hallelujah. Are we willing to do that? Hallelujah. Change the mic. Excuse me for a second. Good people. Microphone got a lot of noise in it. Hallelujah. Here we go. No, I'll, be, I'll be okay. So are we willing to change... <clears throat> The unpleasant ways of our life to please Yah. You know, are we willing? Ask yourself that question. Because sometimes it's hard to give up things that we don't like. Sort of like uh, the, 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 the young rich ruler, rich young ruler, who came to Yahushua and asked him, what must he do to inherit eternal life? And, Yahu and Yahushua talks to him about, you know, the commandments. He said, yeah, I've been doing those things from my birth. And the word says that Yeshua... Looks upon him and loving him, says one thing you lack. You know, what's that? Well, go sell all that you have and come follow me. And the young man walked away grieved. So, so, so are you willing to give it all up so you can have it all? You know, are you, are you willing to change uh, the unpleasant ways of your life to please y'all? I am. You know, I, I, I'm willing to change those things that's not pleasing to y'all. In order to, 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 to have him pleased with me. Am I, willing, am I willing to change those things? So now, we're going to read out a scripture. Um, you need a little time? We're going we're we're to read out a scripture. Um, Matthew uh, uh, 13. Hallelujah. 1 through 8. Are you good? Uh, first, we're going to read uh, verses 3 through 8, Matthew 13. It says, and he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no depthness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away, and some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. What ground are you? What, what, what ground are you? You know, you sure said, said that there's some for them fell among the wayside. And the ones that fell on the wayside, the fowls came. The fowls came and devoured them up, ate them up. The ones that fell on the wayside, shallow ground. And some fell on the thorns, and the thorns sprung up. And when the thorns sprung up, 
your liver is choked out. And then self into good ground. So as Tamadine goes to him and asks him, can you explain us, you know, to these parables? Why, 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 do you speak, why do you speak to them in parables? But they didn't have an understanding. And mainly because they were disobedient. Mainly because they had not known Yah, not known his words, not known his ways, and couldn't understand it. So he had to speak to them in a way they could understand. And he quotes this Tamadine, Isaiah, it's Yahoo. And hearing they can hear, and seeing they can see. And he told us this, this Talmudine that, that you have the ability to be able to understand the parables. And then he explained the parables in verses 19 to 23. He says this, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom, this is the wayside ground. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. You hear the word of God, but you have no understanding of what you hear. So the adversary comes and steals the word out of your heart, out of your mind, takes it from you because you have no understanding of it. Now here's the thing, that when you do hear the word and you have no understanding, how about asking for understanding? So the adversary can't take from you something that Yah has for you. Let me give you a good example of um, hearing the word and having understanding the word so the adversary cannot take the word from you. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. <clears throat> Yahushua, Yeshua is our example. The word says in Philippians that the same mind that's in, that's in Mashiach, HaMashiach, being you. What was the mind of Mashiach? He was he denied his own self-interest. He walked in humility, willing to do the will of his father. But one thing that he had was an understanding of that will. He had an understanding of the will, he had an understanding of, the, of, 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 of what the father wanted and of the word of the father. Now, how do you think he had that understanding? Because he's our example. And we should have that same mind that was in him and us that he must have developed a relationship with the Most High by prayer, by studying the word, by asking questions and giving answers. So the adversary comes to him in Matthew 4 and he says, uh, verse 1 says, Then was Yahushua led up of the Ruach into the wilderness to be tempted by the adversary, by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when a tempter came to him, he said, If you be the son of Elohim, command these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, Yeshua answered and said, But it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahuwah. So, so Yahushua Yahusha responds to the adversary when he says, If you are the son of Yah, they command these stones to be turned into bread. So now you want you want you want to uh, ask yourself the question: Where did he get that from? Well, he got it from Torah. He got it from Torah, Deuteronomy eight, where it says in verse one: All the commandments that I command you today shall you guard and do, that you may live 
and multiply and go in and possess the land which Yahuwah swore to your fathers. Listen, and you shall remember all the way which Yahuwah Elohim led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you. That he led you, and Yahushua was led into what? The wilderness, to be treated by the adversary. And yeah, but Moshe is talking to Yasharal in Deuteronomy 8. He says, and he said, and you shall remember all the way which Yahuwah Elohecha led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to prove you, to know what was in your heart, whether you were God his commandments or no. And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna which you knew not. Neither did your fathers know that he may make you know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yahuwah, man lives. So Yahushua understood that it was the Most High who provided for him. And that proves him and gives him his identity. And so by him having an understanding of the word of Yah, the adversary was not able to steal from him and cause him to sin. Cause him to do things that he was not, that he should not do. Why? Because he had an understanding. And so Yeshua says, if anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his what? Heart, in your mind. That this is he which receives the seed by the wayside. But he that receives the seed into stony places is the same that hears the word and immediately with joy receives it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation, when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. And he that receives the seed among the thorn is he that hears the word and the care of, of this world and of the secrets of riches chokes the word and he becomes unfruitful. That reminds me of Matthew chapter 5. Turn your word to chapter 5. There may be the, 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 uh, the people didn't have an understanding that when they are when they are persecuted, they are blessed, as Yahushua was telling them, that blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall, and shall say all men are evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for your reward in heaven is great, because for so persecuted the prophets which were before you. And so by them not having an understanding of them being the salt of the earth or light of the world, that when they are persecuted and things are said about them, they are offended and by and by they give, they walk away because of the word. So you got to decide what ground. Do you compromise? Do you quit? Do you give up? Do you walk away because people say things against you because of the word? Or are you caught up by the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches want to have something so you compromise. I see many people today talk about prosperity and, and finances. And I'm not saying that the Most High does not want you to have things in your life or does not want to provide for you. 
But that should not be your ultimate goal, and that definitely is not the kingdom of Yah. It's not about it's not about riches. It's not about you talking about giving, 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 giving me money, paying your tithe, giving me tip, having something so you can be blessed. That's not what makes you blessed. Having money does not make you blessed. You have a lot of people who have money and do not follow the commandments of Yah, who will not inherit the kingdom of Yah. But you have to walk in holiness and righteousness, being obedient, allowing the heaven that the bridegroom has left for us, receiving the gifts that he's given us, so that when the bridegroom comes, we can please him. What gifts do the heifer brings? Well, he brings love and trust, gentleness and meekness and temperance, long-suffering, shalom. He brings those gifts. But having things, riches, does not allow you to inherit the kingdom of Yah. As a matter of fact, those things take your mind from the Father. Those things take your mind from Yah and you put your mind on what you got to have and those things cause you to error. And so the thorny ground chokes the life of the word out of you and it causes you to become double-minded. It causes you to walk contrary. It causes you to want to have things and want folks to look at you in certain ways and that don't mean anything. Even when you are persecuted, you got to have the same mindset as our father Abraham had. He had a mind of trust that he believed Yah. So the word says in Romans 4 that it's against hope that Abraham still believed in hope. And he did not stagger at the promise of Yah through unbelief, but was strong in his trust and in the word of Yah because he had an understanding of Yah's word. He was fully persuaded that what Yah had promised he was able to do. That Abraham even believed in the most high could raise the dead. And he spoke those things that did not exist as though they already existed. Why? Because he had an understanding of the word that Yah had spoken to him. And what was the understanding? The understanding was that it don't matter if I, if, if I was, was, was to stab my son or give him as Yah had said give him, Yah had already told me that he's going to establish his covenant through him. So even if I was to give him as Yah had told me, he has to raise him up because he said he's going to do something. So he had an understanding, and his understanding calls him to stand steadfast and be unmovable and abound in the works of Yah. So Abraham was justified by his faith. And so what is faith? Faith comes from hearing and, and, and hearing the word of Yah, and faith is the substance of the things that we hope for and is the evidence of things I've seen. But what is faith? Faith is us being obedient to the word of Yah, or what Yah says, and not being moved by what we see with our own natural eyesight. I hear some false teachers who, who come, and, and, and they make their followers at times void of understanding. But I heard a false teacher, in my perspective, saying that don't, say, don't do what Yah said. Or his words was, don't do what God said, but do what God is saying. That's one of the most foolish phrases that I've ever heard. Because Abraham did what Yah had said. And so when Yah was saying, give me your son, he was able to lean back on what Yah had said. But when you don't have an understanding of what the word of Yah is in your life, then the adversary through persecution, through tribulation, through the deceitfulness of riches can cause you or cause the word to be choked out of you. And cause you to start going astray. So then the word says, um, 
says, uh, it, it says that, uh, that uh, but he that receives the seed into the good ground is he that hears the word and understands it. Which also bears fruit and brings forth a hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Turn your, turn your Bible to Galatians. Excuse me, chapter 5. And, and go to verse 22. And because when you hear the word, the word of Yah, and you understand the word of Yah, then you're able to bear this fruit right here. This is the fruit that's produced by the Ruach through the Trinity of Yah, those who walk in the ways of Yah and who desire to inherit or enter into his kingdom. What fruit is this? But the fruit of the Ruach is love because the greatest commandment from the Torah that hangs the Torah and all the prophets is love. Right? Shema Yasharal. Yahuwah Eloheinu, Yahuwah Echad. Hear, O Israel, for Yahuwah is one. Yahuwah is our Elohim, and he is one. And you are to do what? To love Yahuwah. With all your heart. Levav. And we'll get to that in a minute. And your thoughts. And also, you are to love your neighbor in Leviticus. As your own self. So, 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 so the Ruach, the, 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 the Ruach HaKodesh allows you or gives you the ability to love. That's producing some fruit. To have joy. To have shalom. To have long suffering. Gentleness and goodness. Trust or faith. Meekness and temperance. And against such there is no law put in place. There is no law against this. And this is the individual that can hear the word of Yah, has an understanding of the word of Yah, and can bear fruit. If you are not able to walk in any of these things, you may be in trouble. Hanoch, Enoch 91 and 5 says this. Says, approach not integrity with a double heart, two minds, insincere. Approach not integrity with a double heart, nor be associated with double-minded men. But walk, my children, in righteousness, which will conduct you in good paths, or put you in the straight way that leads to life. Few find that road, few walk down therein. But if, but 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 if you walk in righteousness, you can you, you it'll conduct you in good paths. And let truth be your companion. Let me repeat that again. Approach not good behavior, not integrity, with a double heart. And be not associated with double-minded men, but walk my children in righteousness, which will conduct you in good paths. And let truth be your companion. James 1 and 8 says, A double-minded man 
is unstable in all of its ways. And double-mindedness, according to the scripture, means insincere. An insincere man is unstable. He's two roads. He's insincere. He doesn't really want to walk in righteousness. He wants to dim it down in the world, or he wants to be lukewarm. And we should not, as the children of the Most High, be insincere. If you are insincere, you are definitely not good ground. If you are insincere, then you should be associated with wayside ground. You hear the word, don't have an understanding, and you allow the adversary to take it from you. Or you hear the word, and by and by you are offended because you're being talked about, you're being persecuted, you're being lied on, you're being walked away from. And because of these things, you're insincere, you're not able to stand. So you are double-minded. And so then, therefore, you are unstable in all of your ways. Do not be insincere. So when you want to look at yourself in the spiritual mirror, mirror, and you need to take a self-examination, look at yourself to really see what's going on with you. When you're too big in some areas, where you could stand to do some good physical, spiritual exercise to lose some of that dead weight, the, the, those impediments that holds you back, that besets you. You can lay aside every impediment in the sin that does so easily beset you so you can run this race with patience. You got to be able to look at yourself, though. Examine yourself. Do you have the right spiritual shoes on? Do you have the right belt of truth, truth on? Do you have the right belt to hold, to hold you up? Do you have on the correct helmet? Do you have on the right shield? Do you have the correct sword in your hand? If you're not fully dressed or fully equipped in the full armor, you may need to change some things. Because if you don't have the correct armor on, then you are going to be deceived by the deceptive tactics of the adversary. So we should be able to examine ourselves, look at ourselves, and see are we walking in the ways that the Most High wants us to walk in, or are we being insincere? We got to examine ourselves. We got to ask Yah to help us to examine ourselves, to help us face reality that maybe I don't look good in some areas, that maybe I am spiritually out of shape, maybe I am spiritually puny or spiritually overweight, maybe I am messed up, and we can cry out and ask him, say, Yah, withhold not your tender mercies from me, O Yahuwah. Let your loving kindness and truth continually preserve me, because I need you. Psalms 40 and 11, or we can read, Who redeems your life from destruction? It's Yah. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? It's Yah. It's his said. His said. When we examine ourselves, see where we are, and cry out to him for mercy, that he is able to show us his said. His loving kindness. But a refusal to examine ourselves will cause us to crash. Will cause us, as my stepfather used to tell us, to hit a brick wall. Debt looked like it hurt. To hit a brick wall. You can see you can see the force on the splat in front of it. You can see the you can see the, 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 the lines behind it as if, you know, uh he's going fast. And you can see his feet are up off the ground. Where he cannot stop himself from hitting this wall. And that's how we look 
when we refuse to examine ourselves. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness or shit or chaos or lies or falsehood, then we lie. We lie and do not the truth. The or we don't walk in the light, the enlightenment, the truth. We don't live it. We don't live it out. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Yahushua HaMashiach, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light, the truth, the, the, the enlightenment as he is in it. But if, but, but, but if we say that we have fellowship with him and we still live the contrary, without examining ourselves, without doing what's right, then we lie. And let me explain something to you. See, a lie is intentional. A lie is something that you got to think about before you do. And you can lie to people all the time because most people don't see how you live behind closed doors. But one thing about it is two people who know that you're lying. You know you're lying, first of all. And the most high knows that you're lying. And you can't hide from him. And according to the scripture, a liar can't carry in his sight. He won't suffer you to do that. As a matter of fact, it's an abomination. It's one thing that he hates. And so if you're walking in darkness, but seeing that you have fellowship, that you have relationship, that you are close with him, that you and him are companions, but you don't do the truth, you lie. Yeah, that's what the scripture says. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Yahushua HaMashiach, his son, cleanses us from all sins. All sin. If we say that we have no sin, then guess what you're doing? You're deceiving yourself. We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Because when you look around and you check it out, you realize there are some errors in your life that needs to be improved. Every individual. And if you, if you say that you have no sin, then you lie. You deceive yourself. You have a strong illusion on it and you believe in a lie. We all need to look at ourselves. I know that even if I teach the word, that I have to examine myself. We were, we, we were counting Omer, and we got to do, that, do it again today. We were counting Omer, and we were on, I think, day 12. And we were dealing with Moshe as a leader. And that owner was really dealing with leaders on day 12. And they talked about how, how Moshe was talking to Yasharal, Israel, about how the Most High had told him he could not enter into the, the promised land. He was asking, Yah, let me in, let me in. And Yah said, Get away. be done with it. Don't come to me with it no more. I'm through with it. You can go look over, but you can't go into and they go and we go back to numbers and saw how how Yah had tell had told Moshe, said, "I want you to go speak to the rock, and tell it to produce water for you." And Moshe got up and he get to talk about Shemir Aharon, get y'all here and do this and that. And he turned around and he struck the rock, and yes, the rock did produce water, but Moshe did not trust Yah, and Yah rebuked him and said, "Because you didn't regard me as holy," in front of Yasharon. You didn't check yourself. You didn't check your attitude. You you disobeyed me. If, if, if y'all would have allowed Moses to get away with not dealing with what he said, it wouldn't be just. It wouldn't be a just thing. So he had to punish Moses. 
for not for not speaking like he told him to. Even if Moses struck the rock and got water. And as leaders, we gotta be understanding that we are responsible as the most high speak to us and tell us to do it, that we are to do exactly what he says do and not allow people to pull us from the avenue that he told us to go around. We gotta examine ourselves that when y'all speaks. It does not matter if you're persecuted. It does not matter if you don't like it. It does not matter what the people say or do or the way they act. Then we have a responsibility to be obedient to his word. So we got to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, are we doing what Yah has told us to do? Are we living how Yah has told us to live? Are we acting the ways that the Most High has told us to act? Are we doing his word? Or are we the ones who are caught up now for the prosperity of money, 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 money? Are we caught up on what they're going to say to us? Are we going to change our message to compromise, to begin to teach what they want us to teach in order to please them after Yah told us to go say, hey, you know what? Tell them what the wages of sin are. Teach them Torah and tell them they got to walk by and live by it and do it. Or are we just so kind of on doing the miracles in this name? You know, casting out devils and laying hands on the sick. See, we all as leaders have to examine ourselves. Or we're going to wind up being like Moshe. You know, after all, I was reading that, that Omer, and it talks about that, that surely if anybody deserves to go into the promised land, it was Moses. He was the one who y'all called the, the, uh, on the backside of the mountain and put his hand in the bosom, came out of his lepers and put it back in, and he showed how Yah had cleaned him up. He was the one who, who we got to say, you know, don't despise small beginners when he met Aharon, his brother, they go to Pharaoh and say what Yah had said about letting Yasharal go. He's the one that most that Yah used to do those, 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 those plagues. He's the one that Yah used as Moshe. He led them out of Egypt into the, and they was on the beach and they was at the sea of Suf, the Red Sea. And he was the one that said, be still and watch Yah's salvation. The end you see today, you ain't going to see him no more. And he raised his rod up in the, the sea split. And, and, and they was able to go through. So he's the one who Yah used greatly. And he's still the one who Yah punished when he went and listened. And, and then he didn't do what Yah had told him to do. And he failed to observe. So he didn't walk in faith. So come on, man. We all, even Moses, Moses is greater than anybody ever, except for except for Yahshua. Yahshua is a man like it under Moses. He's considered number 12, the meekest man of all earth. The Yah got offended at Aaron and Miriam when they spoke about him. He's the one in Dayton Abahu refused to go to Moses. Moses said, you know, I ain't taking nothing from him. And the ground opened up at the chorus rebellion. The ground opened up when, the, when, when, they, when they stood before Moshe. You better pay attention. And none of us, none of us are on that level. It's called the Torah of Moshe. It's the same thing that Yeshua taught. The Torah, y'all's Torah is something that's placed on your heart in the renewed covenant. That the, 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 the angels had told Moshe in Jubilees about, about, about this Torah and Shavuot and all that. So none of us are greater than Moses. So if y'all deal with him, don't you give a sign to yourself and think the most high not going to deal with you. So you got to decide what kind of ground you are. And if you acknowledge, if you acknowledge that you need y'all, if you acknowledge that you have problems and shortcomings and it's the most high who can help you, and then you say, you know, I need you, you're not going to count. Then the most high will show you his chesed. 
his loving kindness. John 3, 1 John 3 and 3 says that he loves righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of Yahuwah. And every man that put his hope in him purifies himself, even as Yahuwah is pure. He is pure. And we, we can look at ourselves and say, you know what? You know what? Here I am. I need a little more understanding, y'all. Because I don't want the, 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 the adversary to come and, 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 and take the seed from me. I don't want the sun to come out and scorch and burn the seed up. But give me understanding of your word. So I can have understanding and know how to please you. Know how to walk in your ways. Know how to live for you. Give me understanding that I'm sure the Most High will, will give his said toward you. His loving kindness toward you. Yeah, I don't want to be the one who's deceived and who walks away and who's offended by and by because of the word. Because I'm being persecuted. But I want to be able to stand in you. I don't want to be the one who's deceived by the deceivers of riches, but I want to be able to stand in you that I'm sure that the Most High can shine His said upon you. His loving kindness upon you and enable you to stand. I'm sure of that. If we can just simply, you know, walk in His ways, acknowledge Him, cry out to Him, and He will show us His loving His loving kindness, His said. Hallelujah. Are you done? Hallelujah. But we got to do what that is. We got to check ourselves, y'all. We got to check our heart. Check our mind. The Hebrew word for that is lavav. The Hebrew word for that is lavav. Lavav is the center of human thought and spiritual life. We tend to think that the heart refers mainly to our emotions. No, I'm crying. I need you. But no. In Hebrew, it also refers to one's thought as well. So now, I'm going to say it again. Shema Yisrael. Yahuwah Eloheinu Yahuwah Echad. Hear, O Israel. Yah is our Elohim. He is what? One. And we have to love him with all our heart. Right? All our resources. These words are to be upon your heart. Right? Here's my example. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your heart. Means that these commandments are to be in your mind. They are to be a part of your thoughts. The Yah's word should be a part of our thoughts. We should think about it. We should put them on our heart. Keep it before us. Study and read it. So we can live a life pleasing to him from his perspective. You know, I can admit that I need to live my life according to y'all's perspective. I got to get past myself because sometimes I get in the way. Carry battle. I get in the way. And I know I, I need to get myself out of the way, but I cannot get myself out of the way unless y'all helps me. And praise y'all for the Ruach HaKodesh. His Torah on our hearts, on our minds, that can help us put his word on our minds. And, and, and make it a part of our thoughts so I can live for him. Lavav. That's the center of the human thought and spiritual life. So we ought to, so we ought to put these the words on our minds. Ecclesiasticus 6 and 37 says, Let your mind be upon the ordinance of Yahuwah. 
and meditate continually in his commandments. He shall establish your heart, your mind, and give you wisdom at your own desire. When your mind is upon his ordinances, his ways, his commandments, continue to be upon your heart. You, you, we we got to walk in them. And, and, and let me explain. Let me, let me say this to you. This takes work. This takes you on purpose working toward it. This takes you on purpose working at it. This does. This is, some, this, this is not something that's going to happen with you laying with, on your bed with your hands in your pocket or you sitting down doing this. You know? No. You got your own purpose getting this word and you got your own purpose living out. Live out his commandments with his help. You got your own purpose. Let the ordinance be in you. Let me say something. What the Most High had given me earlier when he was speaking to me. You know why people, the uh, ancient Hebrews thought that if someone was sick, that they were in sin? If a person, if a person was thought to be sick, they have had to sin. That was their thought process. Some of them even thought that certain physicians was demonic and deal with demonic demons because they believe that only Yah could heal you. Because Yah had told them in Exodus 15, 26, <clears throat> he says, and, and said, if you would diligently hearken to the voice of Yahuwah Elohim, and would do that which is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments and guard his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I brought upon the, upon the Mizraim or the Egyptians. For I am Yahuwah Rafika, Yahuwah your healer. So now when they thought they were sick, they thought that they had sinned. They thought that they were not hearing or to adhere to the commandments. Because Yah is supposed to be their healer. He's supposed to protect them and heal them and keep them covered. Uh, covered. And they thought they stayed whole or stayed well or stayed healed by being obedient to the commands. So now the understanding is more clearer. Let me, let me, let me read some to you. The understanding is more clearer than when Yahuwah, Yahusha, he came and healed the sin-sick soul. He healed the leper. Because Zerah was an affliction of the soul. When the individual was wicked, and they would have Zerah come on the outside. So in Matthew 8, when Yeshua was coming out from the mountain, a leper came and fell on the worship him in humility. And said, Adonai, if you will, you can make me clean. Because he was telling Yahushua, that he was changed. That he was no longer had those thoughts. No longer had those ways, that mindset. And Yahushua uh, put forth his hand and touched him. He did. And said, I, and said, I, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Or when a woman who came with the issue of blood. 
and Yahuwah, Yahushua was walking, and, she, and he was on his way to go heal, I think it was Jairus' daughter. And, 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 and the crowd was around him as he was going his way. And the woman who had been, 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 been had the issue of blood for 12 years thought within herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I, if I could just get, get over there and touch the fringes, if I could touch the zeet zeet, I'd be made whole. Because she had been going to all kinds of physicians if we're going to all kinds of people for 12 years and she had wasted our money, and no one was able to help her. So she was unclean in her, in her mind. By her being unclean, she couldn't go into the temple. Because no one can go into the temple lame or maim or ill or something wrong with it. Well, they had to get in the mikvah and be purified, and they had to go to the temple. Well, they had to be clean, they had to be whole. And she couldn't go into the temple, so in her mind, she was a sinner. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I remain whole. And she got up behind him, got up on him, and she touched it. And he felt some virtue go up out of He asked, who touched me? They said, what do you mean, who touched you? All these folks around you, and you asked, who touched you? But the woman immediately knew she was talking about him. She couldn't keep herself together. She said, listen, she had told him all she had done, all she had been through and what had happened. And he had told her her trust, her obedience to the commands of Yah. Her faith has made her whole. She had to examine herself and said she was sick. She had to get to him. So when she so 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 where did she get that from? She get that from, from Numbers. Let's read Numbers 15, 38 says, uh, and Yah tell, uh, 37 says, and Yahuwah spoke to El Moshe, saying, Speak to the children of Yasharab and bid them that they should make for themselves easy in the borders of their garments throughout the generations. And they put on the Zizi. And they put upon the ZZ upon the borders of, 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 of the borders a ribbon of blue. And they shall be unto you a ZZ, a ZZ, um, that, that, uh, or a tassel, or a forelock of hair, a ZZ, that you may look upon it. And listen, and remember all the commandments of Yahuwah and do them. And that you shall seek not after your own heart. And your own eyes, after which you go a whore, that you may remember to do my commandments and be holy unto your Elohim. I am Yahuwah, Elohim, which brought you out of the land, or brought you out of bondage, the land of Mizraim, to be your Elohim. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. That's in plural tense. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. And so now, the commandments brought wholeness, brought healing, brought life, brought strength. And that's why they were to be sick. And they thought they had sin. I'm going to ask, ask you this question. Are you sick? Are you sinfully sick? Are you spiritually, are you physically sick? Are you obeying the commands of y'all? Are you examining yourself? Seeing that you got an issue. Seeing you sick, seeing you got bad thoughts, seeing there's something wrong with you. Are you really examining yourself and asking him to help you? Asking him to come to your life and to change you? Are you following the commandments? Is your mind upon the ordinance of Yahuwah? 
Are you meditating continually on his commandments? So he can establish your heart and give you wisdom. First, First Chronicles 28.9, as David was talking to his son Solomon, he says, and you, Solomon, my son, know the Elohim of your father and serve him with a perfect way, a mature heart and a willing mind. For Yahuwah searches all the hearts and understands all the imaginations of the thoughts. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Are you examine yourself and ask yourself, are you seeking him? Are you really? He knows your heart for real. He knows your mind. He knows it. He knows who you are. And let me explain something to you. Your heart, what's in your heart, what's in your thoughts, will carry out in your actions. If you are a fornicator, guess what? In your heart, if you don't get it in check, you're going to fornicate. Yeshua gave a great example in Matthew 7. When he said, you have heard, thou shalt not murder. But I said, if you, got any, if, you nurse, if you nurse anger in your heart, if you lash out against your brother, if you say some things in something to him as far as saying you're good for them food, you know, all these, if you don't get your heart right, you're going to carry out the murder. It's the spirit of it. Get your heart right. Get your mind right. Are you mad? Are you walking in unforgiveness? This don't mean bringing money to a stage with a step on it in church. That's not an altar. But an altar, according to the scripture, is a place of sacrifice. Where the Ola offering was bought. The burnt offering. Where the Mikha offering was bought. The grain offering. Where the Hata'at offering was bought. The sin offering. Yahushua said, when you bring your gift to the altar, leave your gift if it comes in your mind, in your heart, that your brother got an altar against you. Leave your gift right there, that sacrifice that you want to give to Yah. Leave it there because it's not going to be accepted until you go to your brother and get it right. Yeah. It's the spirit of it. Where is your heart? Are you looking at yourself? Because all of us, you know, do you have problems with your brother? And I mean your name. I mean not, not just only your biological brother, but the, 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 your, your Israelite brother. Even the one that's expressing to the covenant purpose of y'all. Do you have a problem in your heart with them? That you have not gotten together? Do you got a problem with your sister then? Let me say it like that. Since you want to be so gender specific. Specific. Do you got a problem with Are you mad because they didn't speak? Are you holding the grudge about some 20 years ago that they took your boyfriend or your girlfriend? They owe you money. They said something about you. Do you got a problem? Do you got an issue? If so, examine yourself and see it. And get it right. Because I'm going to tell you this. Y'all can't receive your gift if you don't get it right. You got a problem with women and you a married man. You got a problem with men and you a married woman. Are you an adulterer? Are you looking up on her and him in your heart? Desiring after your imagination what you can and will do with them. Are you? Ask yourself. Get it together. Is your eye offending you? Then stop looking at it. Pluck it out. Better for you go into eternal life with one eye. Then it'll be your whole body be cast into hell. Is your hand offending you? Cut it off. 
Put it in your pocket. Don't touch it. Billy, for you to go into eternal life with, the, with one hand go, then the whole body go. See, we got to examine ourselves and ask ourselves, what's in my heart? What am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? Come on now. Is, is the word of Yah in your heart? Is to follow his commandments in your heart or in your own ways in your heart? Come on, talk to me. I want to know. I know at times in life, mine was my own ways. Didn't want to do the will of God. In front of folks, acting as if I was living right. Knowing when I get to the house, I'm going to turn on some porn on my computer. Yeah, I did it. I got finished preaching at times, I did it. When I lived in fellowship, I did it. I did those things that I know I should not have done. Yeah, my heart was in a bad place. I was living wrong, acting as if I was living right, fooling people. But like I said, there's two folks you can't fool. You can't fool yourself because you know you lied. And you definitely can't fool y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. So like David told Solomon, my son, know the Elohim of your father and serve him with a perfect heart and a willing mind. Devolve. Let, 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 let it be the center of your thoughts. Let it be in your thoughts. For Yahuwah searches all the hearts and understand all the imaginations of the thoughts. But if you seek him, yeah, he'll be found of you. You can find him. I promise you, you can find him. For if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. And forever is a long, forever is outside of time. Hallelujah. Our other scripture, First uh, uh, Corinthians 10, 1 through 8, says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant. How that all, how, listen, how that all our fathers were under the cloud. All of them was in the same place under the cloud. <clears throat> and all passed through the sea. All of them passed through the sea. They all saw the miracles of Yah. They all was led by Yah under his protection. And all were immersed unto Moshe in the cloud and in the sea. And did not eat, and, and all did eat the same Spiritual food that y'all provide, the man who, the what is it, the man, and the quail. They all ate the same food that y'all provided, the man who. And all did drink the same spiritual drink. Yeah. For they drank that, for that, of that spiritual rock, they followed them. That rock, they followed them in the, in the, in the wilderness. And that rock was Mashiach. But even they had all that, they had the word that was provided for by Yah, he sustained them. They were immersed unto Moshe in the sea of the cloud. It says this. But many, but with many of them, Yahuwah was not pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. They were not pleased. They were overthrown in the wilderness. See now these things were our examples. They rebelled, they fornicated, they committed idolatry. They did, they went against Moshe. They did all kind of foolish things. After y'all had did great things in their sight, provided for them, showed his love, sustained them, kept them, protected them. Yet still, with many of them, Yahoo was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent. We should not lust after evil things 
as they lusted. I got in capital bold letters. Neither be you idolatrous, as was some of them. Turn back from idolatry, serving gods. That's not scripture. Turn back from that. Turn back from being fornicators. Neither be idolatrous as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink. Man. And they rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed. And fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Twenty three thousand. See, that, 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 that's a penalty for living wrong. There's a penalty for not examining yourself. These were our examples that we should examine ourselves. Look at our life. Consider our life. Consider your ways. Even as Eliyahu, Elijah had talked to the prophets of Baal when he was dealing with Jezebel, he said this. He said, how long will you halt between two opinions? You consider God of your father, you consider these idol gods of Baal. And Yah proved himself to be who he was as they slew the prophets of Baal. But question though, how long will you halt? Are you examining yourself or are you still on the fence? Y'all, we thank you for your compassion and your mercy. Thank you, God, for your love and kindness. Thank you for being our strength and our salvation. For you are awesome and magnificent to us, y'all. We thank you and we love you. We pray, y'all, that you keep us and help us to walk in your ways to examine ourselves and live holy from your perspective, live right from your perspective, and not let us continue to walk out of our own understanding. Y'all help us. Show us your sin, your loving kindness. Keep us in your, in, in, in your purpose and in your will. Y'all be our strength. Keep our mind and heart coming to the wind with your word, and we live it out according to how you say. Y'all, we thank you, and we magnify you for being our strength, for being our keeper. Thank you, y'all, for the, the Ruach HaKodesh. That, he, that, that you have given us a helper as we're your bride preparing for you. Help us, y'all, to continue to be convicted of sin, to be led and guided into all truth. Thank you, y'all, for the renewed covenant. Help us, y'all, continue to stand. We thank you for Yahushua, that we, don't, that we know that we need him for salvation. We need him, that his blood cleanses us from all sins. He's our redeemer who has reconciled us back to you. Yeah, we thank you. We praise you for that. In Yahushua's name. Hallelujah. Shalom, everyone.